Welcome to The Breakaway, a Sacramento Republic podcast. Banded in the box! Unbelievable strike! <laughs> My goodness, what a defensive play! Half the crowd can't even believe it! Welcome into The Breakaway. I'm your host, Connor Sutton, and on this week of the podcast, another special guest, Eric Armstead from Sacramento, defensive end for the 49ers, went to Pleasant Grove High School out of Elk Grove. He's from here. We talk about everything Sacramento, how much he's doing in the community, and much, much more. And uh, we talk about how we need to get him a bigger jersey, if you remember MLS Announcement Day, uh, the jersey we got him with his name on the back. It didn't quite fit, Um, so we had to work on that. But I think we got it fixed. So next time we need to give him a jersey, I told him we'll send him a new one with (laughs) that's a little bit bigger. So, uh, But anyway, he was excellent, and uh, I appreciate him so much for coming on. And all the work he's done in the community is just incredible. So thank you to him. And uh, if you haven't checked out Tuesday's episode, Matt George and I from KHDK, we talk about the match on Monday, things we liked, and uh, what we think is going to happen going forward. A big match coming up on Sunday as the Republic take on Reno 1868 Arch Rivals. Huge match on ESPN2 starting at 6 p.m. Again, ESPN2. Yeah, that's right. Big time match. And we'll see if Republic can uh, get their first win of the season. That would be awesome. As two points, two draws so far on the year after drawing on Monday to Tacoma. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, please go back and listen to it. Uh, we talk about pretty much everything you need to know from the match and talk about some of the things probably you were thinking from the match and what to look forward to coming into Sunday. All right, let's get to Eric Armstead. The homegrown kid, the defensive end for the San Francisco 49ers, Eric Armstead. Eric, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Appreciate you for having me. I want to just start by saying thank you. I mean, what you've done in the community, it's been all over social media. It's been all over the news. And what you've done in the community, not only in Sacramento, but around the West Coast has been incredible. So thank you so much for for all that you're doing. No, thank you. Uh, It's the least I can do. I love being from Sacramento and, you know, helping the people where I come from. You know, I was doing a lot of research on you. I followed your career for a long time, being from Sacramento. I know you went to Oregon. I know you played basketball and football there. And it seems like really early on you were very community-driven. Where did that come from, and how did it to begin to develop into some of the things now that you've developed? Yeah, you know, it's a combination of things. Definitely um, my parents instilled um, compassion for others into me at a young age um, and giving back to, to people. and um, Showing genuine love and care for others, I think, is at the base of everything I do. And um, as I got older and, um, you know, I had a plat- I have a platform to, you know, create change and, and to help and inspire people, um, you know, that's how I decided to use my platform was, was to do that and uh, give back to Sacramento where, you know, I love being from. Um, I feel like Growing up in Sacramento made me, you know, who I am. And that's my responsibility to give back to uh, where I come from. And one of the things you did, which is just so incredible, is you helped raise money for kids at Floyd Elementary School um, when the coronavirus started. Basically, they weren't really going to be able to develop or continue their education because a lot of them didn't have um, they didn't have computers to be able to do video calls like we're doing now. They weren't able to have Wi-Fi. Um, and you helped raise money. You donated some of your own money to help that happen. Where, how did you first learn about that, and what made you want to get involved? Uh, yeah, you know, when when COVID picked up, you know, I was looking at ways to 
uh, give back to Sacramento and help people. And, um, you know, I'm really passionate about education and uh, educational equity. And, uh, you know, when you think about the, the little things we take for granted, like being able to have this call um, or having access to internet or, or a computer, um, you know, there's things that, you know, we take for granted. And these are things that some people don't have in how are you, how are you supposed to continue your education with everything going virtual and, and you don't have the access to that. So um, I tried to, you know, find ways to provide that. And uh, I was able to partner with my church Bayside um, and, and raise money to provide that for uh, a lot of students. So I was really excited about that. And when you started your foundation, the Eric Armstead Foundation, were these the types of things that you were you were looking to do? Yeah, so my foundation, my foundation Armstead Academic Project, um, it solely focuses on uh, education equity and uh, decreasing um, that gap. Um, I didn't feel like it was fair that students in low-income neighborhoods were receiving a poorer education than other students, and you know, so I was trying to provide opportunity. Um, hope and, and even out that playing field. It's really, really incredible that you do that. And it's reason, I mean, people like you are the reason why our communities are so incredible and in Sacramento, we're just so thankful that, that you care about our community. Um, you've sung, I mean, even more things you've done, you, including your Eat 916 campaign, surprising students on Zoom calls, reading them and many others. Where do your motivations come from to help out in the community? Where do you see things like these campaigns and your foundation growing? Yeah, uh, I want to continue to expand and find ways to, to have an even bigger impact. Um, I think, you know, it's my responsibility, but that's also how uh, I measure, you know, my success. Um, you know, I've been afforded, you know, many blessings in my life and, uh, you know, how I use those to have a positive impact and create change. I think. Uh, you know, is how I want to judge myself. So I'm going to always find ways to, to try to have a bigger and bigger impact and give back um, and impact more and more people. And you've also been at the forefront of speaking out against racial and social injustices. And, you know, with what has been going on with the Black Lives Matter movement, how vital is it for people like you with big platforms to, to stand up and, and really try to stamp out these issues? I think it's super important. I think um, whether I like it or whether, you know, other people with platforms like it, you know, it's our responsibility to speak on these issues. And, uh, if you're, if you're silent, you know, you're part of the problem. Um, you know, the, the world, our, our country is shifting, uh, in many ways. And, uh, it's our responsibility to, uh, shape and form the next, the, the minds of the, the generations coming up and um, have a positive impact, um, rebuke racism, um, you know, continue to preach uh, justice for all and, and equality for all. So I think it's a responsibility of mine. Um, it's a responsibility of all of us, um, even people without, you know, huge platforms or audience, you know, having those conversations uh, individually one-on-one -on -one in your household or with your friends um, we can all have an impact and create change if uh, we see it as a responsibility and we see it as a, a, a us problem and not a them problem. Yeah, you're right. I mean, just incredible. I think um, 
I mean, you've been such a staple in the community in Sacramento. I mean, all the things you've done, I've said, I mean, we, we went through, I mean, not even all of them. And it just, it, it's very clear that Sacramento means a ton to you. Why, why is that? Is it because you are from here? Yes, because I'm from here. Uh, I think Sacramento is an amazing city. Um, you know, I love being able to come back there whenever I can. You know, my family's still there. Um, you know, I take pride in being, uh, you know, where I'm from. And, you know, that's going to always be, uh, Sacramento will always be a big part of my life. Um, no matter where I am, no matter where I'm playing. And I'm, you know, going to be, uh, you know, constantly in, in the community and, um, you know, trying to help and impact people there. So that's never going to change. Uh, I'm Sacramento, you know, through and through. I mean, I, I just, it, it is so cool to, to see someone like you who is, who has gone to the top level in the NFL and still caring about the local community. So thank you very much. Um, a lot of our fans in Sacramento are also 49er fans. I would say this is a huge 49er demographic. And I would say there's a lot of overlap between our fans and 49er fans. For you being from Sacramento, now that we know that Sacramento is getting an MLS franchise, what does it mean to you that Sacramento is now going to be a two major sport franchise or city, excuse me? Oh, it's, it's amazing. You know, when I heard the news, I was ecstatic. Um, you know, I, I have seen, you know, growing up watching the Kings, seen the impact they have had in the community. So I'm extremely excited about uh, Sac Republic's opportunity and how they're going to um, make Sacramento an even better city. Uh, I think sports uh, unite people. Um, you know, people rally around sports and, and uh, you know, it, it really creates um, city pride and, and city uh, camaraderie. So. I'm extremely excited to see, um, you know, go to games, see them play, um, and have that experience with, with the rest of everybody in attendance and um, see what, how big of an impact they're going to have uh, in Sacramento because I know it's going to be immense. We had you out and on stage for the MLS block party back in October, and uh, we gave you a jersey and we had you put it on, and it just – it was a little tight on you. You're such a big dude. We just couldn't have one that, that fits you. We now have one that will fit, I promise. But uh, what do you remember about that day? How cool was it to, uh, to celebrate with the city where you came from? Yeah, the jersey was a little snug. I think it was a 2X, <laughs> but it was like a soccer 2X, you know. Right, so right. Got soccer players a little more, more slender. Um, but, no, it was, it, it was amazing. That was an amazing day. Uh, you know, we had a game. I think we played in Washington, D.C., and um, – that event was um, either I think on a Tuesday or Monday or Tuesday, and um, so I was able to to uh, it was on our off day, so I was able to come back in Sacramento and celebrate with everyone. You know, everyone uh, was extremely excited. Um, you know, thinking about thinking about that day and seeing where we're all where we're at now. You know, right. it was thousands and thousands of people, and uh, so you cherish those uh those times and those moments being able to everyone to get together uh physically and um celebrate uh such a special day um you know sacramento getting the mls team so it was it was definitely a great day had a lot of fun um hanging out with the fans um and you know i'm a big soccer big soccer fan too so uh, i was just excited as they are 
Well, I can't wait for to whenever we are able to have fans at stadiums again. And we, I can't wait for you to come out to some games. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, I know your guys' season is obviously – training camp is coming up here shortly. NFL uh, draft, you know, with everything that's going on, it's been, it's been a little crazy. And I'm curious to you, you've seen – I don't know if you've been watching some of the soccer games that have happened, whether it's in Germany or Europe or the NWSL, having games without fans. And I'm wondering if when – if it's – happens to the NFL where there's games with no fans what is that experience going to be like and do you think that there is more of an advantage for the offense or the defense in that situation uh it's definitely going to be interesting you know something that um none of us no one has really gone through um so it's, it's going to be interesting but you know I'm I'm missing football and just excited to get back um, in any fashion, really, um, I miss miss playing, miss being around, being around the guys. So hopefully, uh, we can be back in in some capacity. Um, you know, the games definitely going to be a little weird, but you know, we're professional athletes, and you know, can make those adjustments. Uh, I think no crowd gives the advantage to. Uh, I would say give it to the to the offense. Um, Defensively, we don't have to do uh, – I mean, we communicate, but we don't have to communicate as much. Um, so when the, crowd's in, when the crowd's there and, uh, you know, they're, they're loud and, and rowdy, you know, it, it definitely affects the offense a bunch. Um, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be, you know, a challenge for, for, for both too. Um, you know, defensively, you know, make a big play and – you know, it's kind of quiet, really no momentum shift or anything like that. Right. It would be, be a little weird, so. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what how it affects all sports. And momentum, I think, is a big part of that because I feel like fans are a large part of momentum and kind of fueling off the, the crowd energy. You know, For as sure. as um, obviously you guys come off a year, incredible year, you guys make the Super Bowl, and now you have pretty much everybody back this season. How fired up is the team to ready to get back onto the field and, and try and get a ring this year? Yeah, we're all excited. You know, that's the number one goal is, um, you know, to get – that's the ultimate goal is to get there and, and get a win this time. But, you know, we're not going to get back there just just uh, wishing and praying or, or resting on our laurels. So we're excited to get back to work and get back on the grind and, uh, you know, earn um, earn that spot again and an uh, opportunity to, to, you know, compete for a championship. I mean, the NFC West is arguably the toughest division in the NFL right now. And you guys have tough competition at least eight times a year. And now that you were number one or top seed last year, you're going to get an even tougher schedule this year that we've, saw, we've seen that come out. Um, and I'm curious, do you think when you play tougher opponents week in and week out, it prepares you better for the playoffs? Yeah, for sure. I think we had uh, multiple playoff games that, um, were during the regular season and definitely prepared us for, you know, what, what it was going to be. Um, you know, some of our, some of our regular season games were even, you know, tougher than our playoff games. So, um, I think it definitely, definitely prepared us, um, you know, put us in a, um, a winning mentality, uh, learning how to win those close hard fought games is super important. 
you know, uh, majority games are decided by less than three points. So, um, you know, one play, something changed, something happened, and that's the difference between winning and losing. So learning how to win those hard-fought close games is uh, super important, and we're able to to um, to win, win a lot of them. And, you know, I think that uh, prepared us for uh, the long haul. And I know – I mean, you said it, you guys played in a lot of close games. I mean, the Seattle game that came down to the tackle at the goal line in the regular season, one of the ones you're talking about that probably felt like a playoff game. And do you feel like now you, this, this team, Jimmy G being back last year to the full capacity, everybody kind of geared up and ready to go. And now year two, you guys know each other a little bit better with, with Kyle Shanahan and everybody in the offense and the defense. Do you feel like maybe you are even geared up and prepared better this year because you know the pieces you have a little better going into this season? Yeah, I mean, every season brings new challenges, but I feel like everyone's just getting even more and more comfortable uh, with one another, um, settling into, you know, our roles and, you know, what our coaches ask of us and, you know, what we need to do to go out there and, and – uh, to get victory. So I think we've been getting better and better each year um, that, uh, you know, since Shanahan has took over and, um, you know, I, I continue to see that growth in us and, you know, we want to improve on, you know, our, uh, we want to improve from last year. And I think we have, we have uh, the roster to do it. So I'm excited to get back to work. Well, I'm excited to see you back out there. I think I speak for everybody when we say we're excited to see you and the Niners um, compete again this year because it's going to be a very fun year. Obviously, everybody's just dying for, for live sports and, and live entertainment, so we're looking forward to that. Um, Eric, for fans who want to get involved and donate, learn more about your foundation, um, where can they go? How can they find that? Uh, EricArmstead91.com. EricArmstead91.com. Yeah, awesome. Has all there. Eric, I can't thank you enough, man. Thank you for what you're doing in the community. Um, we love you. Sacramento loves you. Hope to see you soon. Good luck this season, and uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. My thanks to Eric Armstead for joining us. He was absolutely incredible taking the time out of I know he's, he's busy right now. We actually recorded that quite a while back, if you couldn't tell based on the podcast, but uh, it was good to get him on and just to talk about what he's done in the community because he's done so, so much. Um, and we appreciate him doing that and, of course, joining us to talk about it. Again, don't forget, Sunday, 6 o'clock p.m., Republic take on Reno, 1868 FC, the biggest game of the year so far. That is on ESPN2. ESPN2, that's a big deal. So you want to join us for that. Half hour before, pre-match, you can come on to live from the pitch on Facebook Live. We'll all go out to warm-ups. And uh, we'll talk to some of the players, quickly chat. If we can drop some comments in, I'll try to ask the players some questions. And we'll get you ready for the match. Again, Sunday, 6 p.m. on ESPN2. The pre-match show live from the pitch on Facebook Live will begin at 5.30. Well, we hope you have a great rest of your weekend. We'll see you on Sunday in Famos Republic.